welcome to my St. Albans podcast today. Now, one of my interests is that of painting, which I really enjoy. And I've just realised that although I've spoken to a lawyer, a folk dancer, an eye care specialist, a tennis player, and even to a dentist, to name but a few professions, I haven't actually talked to anyone yet about painting and art generally. So, my guest is Judith O'Say of St Albans, who belongs to a weekly art class where we met, actually, yeah, which is fascinating in its diversity. Um, for instance, the other week, everyone had to draw little cakes individually. No, we didn't want to eat them, really, in charcoal or pencil. First, quickly, in three minutes, and then, taking more time, create a larger painting in colour. And some of them looked real enough to eat. <laughs> Welcome, Judith. Hi. When did you first start to appreciate art? It wasn't just last year, was it? No, no. it wasn't. Um, it, was a, it was a long time ago. So I've, I think I first started to appreciate it when I was about seven and I was taken to the National Gallery for the first time. And at the time... Uh, it may still be there now, uh, Paolo Uccello's Battle of Romano was quite close to the entrance and I've, it, was, it made a huge impact on me. Tell, for those of us who don't know, tell us about that picture, Well, the, sculpture. Yeah, sure, it's a painting and it's, quite, it's pretty big and it's quite theatrical. So it was painted, I think it's the, the 15th century painter, Paolo Uccello, and it's a kind of combination of the medieval colours and the richness of all those jewel colours combined with his own personal experimentation with perspective. And it was so the painting as a scene isn't just one scene, it's like the highlights of the Battle of Romano all put together in one scene. So it's, it fascinated me and I was sort of sucked right into it. That's extraordinary because, as I say, you were only, what, seven? Yes. Yes. I mean, had there been pictures on the walls at school at all that um, you were fascinated by? Not really? No, not really at school. I, I We did have some uh, sort of artwork at home, some pictures of old relatives long gone and, and they were... They were fascinating, but I felt that was more they were fascinating for the people that they are depicted um, rather than for artistic merit. I think. Yes. I expect your parents were quite surprised, weren't they? They were. <laughs> seeing your interest there. Yes. One oh. of the reasons we went to that gallery was because my grandparents at the time lived in Croydon. And, and mm. so they took us there as a treat and uh, dutifully put a couple of hours on the meter, um, as we used to do coins in the car parking meter but I sat in front of this painting the very first painting that we saw there for half an hour and <laughs> mucked up the whole timetable for the day without realizing <laughs> um, well they, I bet they were, were thrilled in a, a strange sort of way I think they were they certainly let me take my time and look at anything else I wanted to that day so did that was that followed up with other art expeditions it was so we um, lived in Thorston which is just south of Cambridge and uh, it's a village so it had a its most direct link into London was a uh, a coach and my mum used to take us quite regularly to museums including lots of art mm. galleries like the Wallace collection 
that's that's fascinating what the influence of parents is uh, sometimes a child i suppose as when you're teaching you would see that oh they've got something and that the, the parents at all and the family background didn't look artish as it were but it's where do you believe this sort of interest comes i mean i think it's the ability comes from within doesn't it um i don't know my brother is very good at drawing and has been well since as long as I you know, could remember as a child who and I never considered myself to be particularly good at drawing at the time so I think there's an element of it of being able to you know you got, can obviously you can build on your skill and and make the effort to to learn more about something you're interested in mm. and you studied history of art yes <laughs> yes without with barely any practical knowledge of the subject but a real oh. fascination for the aesthetic and looking so what made you get into actually doing it yourself it was a combination of things I was fascinated by that sort of idea of could I if I put my mind to it and I Mm. learned you know put some practical training in could I produce something that I would be happy with the look of Um, and then because I did history of art, some of my friends there are artists, and they were starting um, with you know with the rise of Facebook. You could see that they were starting to produce art that some of them were selling, some of it for their mm-hmm. own enjoyment. And I thought, well, you know, maybe I could give this a go and see what happens. Well, when we look at a painting, usually we look at its style, and um, I think. The recent paintings I've seen of yours, when we look at them, even if you weren't there, we'd know it was yours. <laughs> How do you describe your style? Well, very much evolving because I've gone from very tight little portraits where everything's very carefully placed, but they weren't necessarily giving the depth that I was tra- aiming for, um, to now something that sometimes it feels a bit more sculptural, the way that I'm putting paint onto. Um, to the form of a flower to try to try and really get the shape of it and the depth of it Mm. Um, but I also still really enjoy doing portraiture and I've changed the style of that actually if you looked everybody who's um, listening to this at the beginning of the one-to-one heading there is a picture of Jude Judith but not um, by somebody else it's yours isn't it it is yes (laughs) well you know how we're in the same art school so one of the challenges they set us during the first lockdown was to do um, a self-portrait. Mm. And at the time, life was, and the kitchen table was far too busy and full of homeschooling. And, right, because um, you've got children, haven't you? Yeah. Who have you got and how old are they? Oh, I've got two boys and they are, they're just having birthdays at the moment. So they're currently mm. nine and ten. Right. Yes. Quite close in age, yes. Yeah, they are, yeah. Are they similar in character or not totally? Um, I think you probably say that one is more bookish and one is more physical, but they've got they've both got a good mm. sense of humour and they love to have a, a joke about. And, yes. Yeah, they're good playmates. So doing art at home, um, you can't automatically get your boys into what you're doing, but you've got to get them occupied and get some space for yourself. I suppose in lockdown and holidays, that was what it was, isn't it? Yes. Space for yourself. Yeah. Mm. Well, I carved out pockets of time for myself uh, to draw or to, and later on to paint um, just by 
getting them to do some iPad time. But trying to get them more involved, it has been that there was time in lockdown to get them more involved. Mm. I know something about you that you are very patient getting the exact shades of colours you want and the minute lines exactly right. Is that part of your character, taking a lot of time and a lot of care and having a lot of patience? <laughs> uh, some, in some respects, yes. But it's also part of my character to uh, really try to learn the skill. So for colour mixing and learning colour theory, I was re- really trying to get to grips with how the complementary colours worked and how... Um, how they, you know, how to mix the oil paints because I'd not used oil paints before joining Insight, mm-hmm. and they're a whole discovery in themselves. Yes, wow, there's a lot to discover. <laughs> oh. Yeah, now art is much more than just you or me painting. We can appreciate it uh, as you did when you were a child, all through the ages, and take time in art galleries. Yeah. Oh, even. Isn't there a, uh, in the Hatfield Road, there's a tin, tin, tin can, a uh, little art shop? No. Yeah, well, there is. Oh, yes. right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I haven't spotted it. With modern ones. Right. Might, might, oh, may yes. not suit I have, you. In the cafe, what was, yeah, it was a cafe and now they've got an art gallery in it. Yes. 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 Yeah. What have you been to recently? Do you, have you been to any? Or uh, what impressed it? Oh, uh, well, um. Going back to the sorts of things that fascinated or encouraged children into art as well, just before lockdown um, in the February, we went to go and see the Tutankhamun exhibition. So it was great because it combined my interests in the ancient world and the children um, will both either have had or will do the ancient Egyptians at school. And I think nothing better than becoming completely immersed in the in the art of that time to so just to build that fascination and interest mm. but it, i don't think you would go uh, excitedly for modern experimental art would you because it takes a whole different way of understanding i think uh, yeah really d- i think it depends I on the artist really elspeth i think i wouldn't say that a tracy Emin's bed <laughs> that doesn't i can see her point I can see the point she's making, but I'm not particularly fascinated by it. I like the stuff that's more explorations of colour. Yes. Yeah. Right. Um, I was treated for my birthday to go to a David Hockney one exhibition of his trees in the Royal Academy. Two enormous rooms with about 50 pictures uh, just of trees. It was his lockdown when he just painted trees and similar things. Yes, that was very impressive. And also, I thought, right, you can help children this way because often he would paint um, leaves separately, you know, dab, 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 not a sort of whooshy mess, mm. etc. It's fascinating. Oh. oh, yes. Now, there's another aspect of famous paintings of the past. They're worth. How much are they worth? Do you ever see that programme, Fame and Fortune? Um, Have you heard of it? No, I haven't seen that, no. Sorry. They find somebody's painting that hasn't been recognised as important and it might be related to an important artist, but they ferret through everything and find when it wasn't there, what they call their provenance, the proof of the painter's identity 
on and on and on. And then a painting that somebody bought for 300 might then turn up to be for 3,000. <laughs> but it does put art very much on a... Oh, a monetary basis, you know. Yeah, sure. You don't really want that, really, for art, I think. No, it's good. To, it's nice to feel that um, you know, arts, your art that you've created is appreciated, but I think it's a, there's a limit, surely. Have you seen, um, you know, the white-on-white white sort of canvases that are produced? They're still produced now. Well, I was watching a little documentary the other day, and apparently the, the idea was first shown in 1918 and of course then it's quite you know completely radical to have a, a white square on a white background um but these canvases are still being produced and they go for millions tens of millions and that's um that's one of the, that's quite puzzling isn't it how mm-hmm. it's, it's not radical anymore it was done in 1918 <laughs> why are we not doing something new mm. yes uh uh, in London, I was in one um, gallery and there was a framed picture and all it was was a slash across the canvas, you know, <laughs> £70,000. And you just wonder. <laughs> Maybe it had a very deep meaning, Elspeth. <laughs> oh, the trouble is the meaning might be put there. But is that what painting is? Just to be a little asset to a deep meaning? I don't know. Oh, then you've got the really big <laughs> questions there, haven't you, about what is art? And... <laughs> oh, to, to look at a slightly different aspect, um, would you go or have you been to a holiday that is an art holiday that takes you to a city and takes you around the galleries at all? Well, that would have to be on the wish list for when my kids are a bit older. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and I certainly would love to. When I hear of the guys in our art class who have been to Tuscany for a week or wherever, and, and you yourself, you went on one recently, which sounded fabulous. Um, and, uh, yeah, certainly it's for the future. Um, at the moment, I have to uh, do whatever I can round here and so yes, and develop the sketchbook. <laughs> I went to one in Liverpool some time ago. I almost find it too much to take in in one go. You know, you'd mm. be in this room and that one, and the next day you'd be in a, either in the same gallery somewhere else or in a different gallery. Um, and I think it would need careful teaching for you to get the best out of it. Yes, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. you know, uh, some of the art galleries are coming up with amazing resources, whether it's been kind of pushed along a bit by all the home learning that's been needed or whether it's been there before and I've not really noticed it. But if you go on like the National Gallery website, you can watch little lectures about particular paintings. And that's oh, a fascinating right. way of getting into it. And, you know, yes. and, and maybe picking out what you'd like to see in person before you go. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. And what has pleased me when I've been round a gallery is to see a class of children sitting on the floor and drawing yes. what they see. That is, yeah. is, is really lovely. You've reminded me, Elspeth, we actually did that um, in when I was a child for mm. Matisse's snail. You know, the huge paper cut, um, paper tearing snail that he's, I think that's in the National Gallery as well. And we did, we did have a... a uh, a sort of a whole day of activities around that. Mm, so mm. wonderful what ch- what there is around for children. Ah, mm. oh. and how far do your children want to copy you and do some 
uh, drawing, painting, sloshing on of think paint, etc. <laughs> when you allow them to have the time and the table. Well, they loved it when we have. So we we did uh, some chance art where you roll a dice to see which colour you're oh, going to put where. Right. Um, and we'd done something similar in Insight, which is what gave me the idea to do it with the children. And they loved doing it. And I've put it up on the wall to make sure they can see it's valued. And mm-hmm. yeah, and it looks good. Yes. Um, yeah, it was a good result for it. For And it was kind of impersonal. So it took away any worrying about failure because we'd drawn the grid. We rolled the dice to see what colour each, each square would be and painted it. And then rolled it again to see what uh, we put then a circle inside each of the squares. So you had a grid of squares and each square had a circle in. And right. they were all different colours. And it was completely up to the roll of the dice which colour would go where. Mm-hmm. And I think taking out the personal worry element meant that they were just really happy to produce something. Right. So that's, nice. that's an encouraging thing to do, I think. It's a sort of painting by numbers, um, but yeah, not but it's much chance. more inspirational. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and chance. <laughs> and I think of the, the current Vogue, well, I think it was in there, of having, very for adults, very complicated line drawings, patterns, yeah. and it's supposed to calm you down by just painting yes. or drawing yeah. or colouring all of them. I think I didn't have enough patience at all to want to do those. No, but did you, you did. Um, no, but in those sorts of times where you might need to have a bit more peace and calm or occupation in life, like when we're having lockdowns, let's hope there's not another one, but should it happen again? Mm-hmm. I certainly know that I will continue to do more painting and drawing because like you, you produced loads of artwork. Mm. It just takes you out of yourself, doesn't yeah. it? I mean, I'm fortunate in having... There's um, a conservatory and we didn't have plants in it, but we had lots of students at one time when my <laughs> husband was alive for Sunday lunch, etc. Right. And so that was sort of a meal meal place and it's changed now. I can even leave it a bit untidy, naughty me. <laughs> I can't see you leaving anything untidy though. By the look of your paintings. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I can't leave anything out. There's no there's no studio at mine, so I'm on the kitchen table. Yes. Which is why during uh, lockdown one it was all ha- um, line drawings because there was no need to get anything out particularly. And then in lockdown two, I did get the paint out and sent the kids into a different room for a couple of hours. <laughs> oh, that's right. Well, I'm wondering, um, we're going to conclude soon. I wonder if everybody listening will actually try a little bit of, um, they may not call it art, capital A, <laughs> but say you're going to a, in a doctor's waiting room. Why not take a small bit of paper and a pencil. And just when they're not looking, draw the person opposite. You know, there are lots of ways of starting to get interested in getting visual things down, I think. That's right. And, you know, YouTube is full of little tutorials on about drawing and painting, pretty much anything you want to. Yes. So I've I've used a few of those. (laughs) (laughs) And there is that one that comes on television. Oh, Bob Ross. Yes, Bob Ross. <laughs> but you do have to have a lot of equipment if you're going to f- try and copy his stuff. He's, if- <laughs> he needs lots of uh, bristly brushes, very yes. thick bristles to do his... Yeah. He uh, uses the ends of them. Um, I think after you've seen a few, that's enough, you know, and you want to do your own thing. But uh, 
it's amazing that they give him that space. I understand he's not alive anymore. No, he's not. But, you know, his work lives on because yes. there's actually a whole school of Bob Ross. Really? Yeah. You got, <laughs> wherever it was, was it California? I'm not quite sure. But wherever he was based in America, they now have the school of Bob Ross. And you can go and learn to teach to groups in his exact style. Wow. <laughs> wow. Perhaps we ought to have a lot more different artists of different styles. Yes. There's something for you to do in 20 years' time when you... Oh, <laughs> a challenge. Oh, it's been really interesting talking with you about something we both enjoy. Yes, it has. Art. I don't know what we're doing uh, next week. I think she was talking about lots of coloured pieces of paper. We're doing modern art. Um, we're doing colour and modern art. And right. I'm not quite sure beyond that. We'll find out when we get there. (laughs) Oh, so that is really great. Thank you so much, uh, Judith Osei from St Albans, for sharing one of your enjoyments with us. Thank you very much. You search my heart, you speak of love, your arms are always open wide, you know my thoughts. My every move And still you love To be beside me Why can I go From your spirit